Yeah, Friday! You have reached episode 36 of the Ranting Weight Watcher. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. If the podcast app you're listening to me on allows you to rate the show, please leave a four-star or five-star rating. Any rating is greatly appreciated. Thank God it's Friday. Man, oh man, do I have a busy weekend ahead of me as you listen to this episode. We're not going to waste any time today. We're going to get right into this. Journey updates. Okay, guys. It wasn't a bad week. It wasn't a good week. It was just one of those mediocre, at least that's my (laughs) take on it. I had a .4 loss this week, so only a few ounces lost. But a loss is a loss, as they say, so I can't complain. For the month of April, I am down six pounds so far. And total... Since January 2019, I am down 126.2 pounds. Pounds remaining to get to the 150 milestone is 23.8 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to my goal to be at 253 pounds is 16.4 pounds. And the pounds remaining to get to my Big goal of to lose 200 pounds is 73.8 pounds. Overall, the numbers are looking good. Things are going smoothly. I can't say that I'm happy with the loss, but I'm sure there's plenty of people that would not like me for saying that. I'm just all in, okay? It's all I can say. I'm human just like everybody else. There's people that stare at a point two, a point four loss, and they say, oh, thank God the scale moved, period. And then there's other people that get frustrated because that's all it moved, and that's all. And sometimes I'm happy because I know I didn't have a great week and I have a, a loss like point four, and hey, and I'll, and I'll take it on that week. But when I exert myself to the point of the things that I'm doing and I come out with a point for a loss, then, you know, it feels the other way. And I, I don't know how else to explain it to you guys because I'm sure there are plenty of people aggravated with the way I uh, presented that loss. But enough of that. I definitely have a, a cool show for you planned today because I got a new toy. <laughs> and whenever I get a new toy, I get very excited. And so this past Saturday, when I after I weighed in, I set up the new toy, and my new toy is called the FitTrack Dara Body Composition Scale. Okay, now this is the company is obviously called FitTrack, and if you are interested in checking it out, you can go to getfittrack.com and look at the model scale I bought was called the Dara, and they have a different they have a couple of different models there, and uh, so the one thing what what this does that a normal scale does not do. It measures 17 different metrics of the body 
So it's just more way, more ways to, um, to measure success. Okay. So, so the, the idea that just having the number of how much you weigh alone as a measurement of success, it becomes ludicrous at some point. Okay. You're working hard and you're trying to get things done and the scale isn't moving. You think just if you're going based on simply the number on the scale, you're going to think you're in a plateau and anybody would say that to you because that's what you're looking at. You're looking at that one number, but a simple purchase of something that does the same thing as what you already step on, except it does 16 other things to measure success. It adds just that much more dynamic. So I'm going to give you an idea of the things it does. And then I'm going to go over my um, baseline of what I, my first way in on it. Okay. So here are the, here are the 17 different things it, it measures. Metabolic age. Body, body fat percentage, body water percentage, basal meta, metabolic rate, visceral fat, subcutaneous fat, body mass index, body fat mass, weight without fat, bone mass, muscle mass percentage, muscle weight, protein mass, protein rate, standard weight, weight control, and body weight. So now I don't know all of these yet. I haven't learned all of these terms because like especially muscle mass percentage, I'm assuming that means the amount of your body that is muscle, the percentage of your body that is muscle. But part of me is is, says it's hard to believe because of the fact that <laughs> the number I thought it was when I looked at the number that I got, it was a lot, it was higher than I thought it would be. And if it is the percentage of my body that is muscle, then I'm a little surprised at the number. And that's just why I doubt it, <laughs> you know, and everybody's going to be like, Oh no, take the number for what it is, you know? Um, and according to the website here, it says muscle mass percentage is an excellent indicator of a health because your muscle mass will naturally decline as you age. So my guess is that not necessarily, so this is the amount of part of your body that is available to develop, right? So the percentage of muscle that you that is there available for you to develop depending on your age. And that's what muscle mass percentage is. And so that doesn't mean that it is fully developed and you're strong and all that stuff. It just means it's available for you to develop and do something with. Other things I was um, I was interested in was the body water percentage. And uh, for to give you an idea, body water percentage is the percentage of water found in your body. So now this was interesting to me because I have lymphedema in my right leg. So part of me wants to have this measurement because when I think that my leg is the issue, there's certain weeks where I say, oh, my weight leg is swollen. And I think that this gain is because of my leg, my lymphedema acting up or having a flare up. Then at least now I'd get a better idea 
of that of that measurement, right? And so another another metric I was interested in was obviously body fat percentage, and I want to know how much of my body weight is fat. Another thing I thought was interesting that it separates your your weight, your fat weight from your muscle weight. So it'll tell you, okay, so a certain percentage of your body is fat, a certain percentage of your body is muscle, but then it will seg it would segment your your weight. It'll say your muscle weighs this much, your fat weighs this much. And I just thought that was interesting as well. It also gives you the weight of your bones in your body too. I'm not going to go through every single one here because there's just a lot of them. And some of them I don't really understand, like visceral fat. I'm sure if I go into here, visceral fat surrounds the organs and is located deep in the abdominal cavity. It is this type of fat that cannot be seen or touched in the mirror. It won't tell you how much visceral fat is in your body. Ensuring that you have a healthy level of visceral fat reduces your risk of diseases such as stroke, high blood pressure, and a heart attack. This metric is key to understanding what is happening in inside of your body and gives insight to changes you may have, you may need to take to improve your overall health. So I guess that's um, something I'd be interested in too. I, I didn't really get into how much of these, you know, which specific metrics, metrics I'm going to pay attention to yet. All I got so far is the baseline. And I can go from there when I go to decide to use the scale again. What what metrics am I really going to start paying attention to here? And uh, so besides all of that, if you're interested, again, you can go to fit. Tra- I'm sorry, getfittrack.com. And you can go and look at the Dara. There is one other scale that I think the only difference between the two, it's called the Bebo, Okay. And the only difference between the two scales is that the Bebo has special features for women who are pregnant. So if you're not a woman and if you're not looking to be ever pregnant again or whatever it is, this, you know, it's not worth, probably not worth the extra money it costs. But if you see yourself at some point in the future uh, wanting to have the options of whatever these extra metrics are for because of pregnancy, then you might want to look at the Bebo, which is, so the Bebo costs $140, just to give you an idea. And it seems that the only difference between that and the Dara is the pregnancy feature. And that's the only thing I could see right now, just looking quickly. The Dara scale, Dara smart scale, it is selling right now for $79.90. And, you know, obviously you download the app to your phone. It connects to your phone by Bluetooth. And it also syncs with Fitbit. So if you use a Fitbit, It'll change your scale. It'll change your weight on the Fitbit app for you. It will not change your weight on the Weight Watchers app, though. I I noticed that. So it doesn't sync with the Weight Watchers app, that's for sure. Even if Fitbit is synced with Weight Watchers, I don't think it syncs in that direction. All of the information from Weight Watchers goes to Fitbit, but I don't think it's vice versa. Because when I weighed in on the Fitbit, uh, I mean on the FitTrack, I thought it was going to change based on the fact that I have Fitbit sunk with Weight Watchers. I thought it was going to change my weight in Weight Watchers for me, but it did not do that. And my guess is that it's like one-way communication. 
Weight Watchers is going straight to fit uh, to Fitbit, and that's it. It's not two way communication. So besides all that, you would still have to weigh in, you know, right, track your weight in the Weight Watchers app separately. However, you'd like to do that. And so, I went with the Fit Back Fit Track Dara because obviously I'm not looking to become pregnant. The only thing that I thought I liked about the other one, the Bebo, the one thing I liked about it is because it's wider, okay? And a big thing with me is I want to be able to step comfortably on the scale, right? I don't want to feel like I'm teeter-tottering and I can't stand straight and I'm squished all up on this little square and I'm not going to get an accurate reading because I'm, I can't balance myself on this little square. But it was almost double the price and I couldn't, I couldn't justify spending almost double and the width of the device is only two inches wider than the one I, than I, the one I was looking at, the Dara. The Dara is 10 by 10, so 10 inches by 10 inches is a square. And the Bebo is 12 inches by 12 inches, so just a little bit bigger scale. And But to spend 140 versus 80, <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. It's almost double the price. It, it just, it's ludicrous to think that. But if you're somebody, again, if you're planning on being pregnant and you want to explore these pregnancy features of the fit the fit track bebo then you maybe want to you know give take a look at the website and see what exactly the pregnancy features do for you and you can go from there and make your decision so now I want to get a little into what my first measurements were okay so my bmi on the first weigh in is 46.1 so that obviously makes me obese that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't to me a surprise in any way. Uh, my body fat percentage is 47.5. So now <laughs> I looked at this in a negative way. I'm not going to lie to you. I looked at this. And I'm like, wow, I'm basically half fat right now. My body weight is almost half fat. But at the same point, <laughs> I don't know what it was from the beginning. So and it almost makes me wish I had this at the beginning because I'm sure being down 126 pounds, this number would have changed drastically. And I could look at this and I could take it as my baseline and go from there. Um, my muscular rate is 65.1%. So according to the description I read in the previous part here, that I guess that's the available muscle I have to develop is 65% of my body weight is that's the available muscle I have to work out, to do whatever I want to do with and develop as I see fit. The body water percentage is 37.4%, which it's classifying as low. So I don't know if this mint was low because, you know, I just got back from a workout and I, I had sweat, you know, I wore my, I wore my hot suit. So I, I sweat out a lot of water. So, but for it to come out low when I'm drinking 200 ounces of water a day, you know, between 160 and 200, I just thought, I found it hard to believe that that was low. But we'll see what happens as the weeks progress. And uh, we'll go from there. 
my metabolic age is 50. So <laughs> my actual age is 43, but my metabolism is 50. <laughs> so we're going to try to improve that as we go forward. And we'll see what we can't do from there. The amount of my body weight that is fat is 128 pounds. So we're, that's an, again, because it segments it like that, we're going to see what happens here because sometimes when you have a scale go down, everybody's happy when they see the scale number go down. But if you're looking at this scale and it tells you that muscle mass went down and not fat mass, you're going to be pissed off, right? Because the wrong thing went down. So I, the amount of muscle weight I, I hold is 175 pounds. So 175 pounds of me, 100, we'll call it 176 because it's, uh, it's close enough. So 176 pounds of me is muscle mass. And 128 pounds of me is fat mass. And so if I'm, if I'm looking at this one day and I have a big loss and then I'm looking and it is the wrong one that went down, I'm going to be pretty pissed off about that, you know? So it's again, again, another good thing. And then you could also get into, so why, what would, why would muscle get lost and not fat get lost? You know, so what did you do? If, and a lot of times people will say, oh, I'm going to stop working out. And, and I had had this conversation with other people before. It's almost guaranteed. You stop lifting weights or you stop doing something that was actively building muscle, you are going to lose weight, but it's not going to be the weight you want to lose. And if you're only paying attention to the number of the scale, then yes, you're going to feel successful, but no, it's not going to be the number you want it to be. It's not going to be the fat mass. It's going to be the muscle mass because as long as you're not developing it, if you're not using it, you're losing it. Bottom line. That's the bottom line there. And so we'll be paying attention more to muscle mass and fat mass as we continue to use this scale. And I'm going to familiarize myself with these other options here just because I don't know enough yet. But there's one here called protein mass. I'm not sure what that means. And we're going to get more into like the visceral fat and all that stuff too, which is coming up high according to my measurement here. And that, again, that didn't surprise me either. Considering the fact that I'm still obese, ha having lost 126 pounds, none of these measurements surprise me. I just would have loved to know how much worse they were at three, you know, at my biggest weight. So that would have been nice to know. But I do look forward to continued um, tracking with this, with this scale. For now, my weight is going to be tracked with my other scale. Yeah, I, you know, people have their superstitions, right? And every, everybody's got them. Um, at some point, I'll just say, you know what? Okay, I'll use the fit track and I'll be okay with it. But the fit track had me weighed in a little bit heavier. Um, we're talking about, so if I weighed in and took the number from the fit track, I would have had no loss this week. I would have stayed the same as last week. And if I'd never bought the fit track and I stepped on my scale, I had a 0.4 loss. So I'm going with the 0.4 loss just for my own mental status. In reality, we're talking about a few ounces here, okay? So 0.2 is three ounces. So we're talking about six ounces here that I'm, I'm going crazy about. Uh, but either way, it's a mental thing, and I'm going to take the loss, and you guys can have your opinions, and I don't really care either way. 
that's just what I'm doing. I tracked myself as a point four loss because if I did not have, if I had not bought this scale, that's what I would have tracked on Saturday. At some point, maybe I do as I learn more about this scale and as I uh, come to trust it more and more, I may do exclusively this scale and have that be my source of weight and only step on one scale on a Saturday morning instead of two. And we'll go from there. But I'm going to take a break. When I come back, we're going to talk a little bit about my weekend coming up here. So stick with me. We'll be right back. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening to the Ranting Weight Watcher. If you would like to connect on social media, we would love to connect with you. On the Weight Watchers Connect app, search for at Ranting Weight Watcher. All of our other social media links can be found at www.therantingweightwatcher.com. You can also email the show, say hello, or share your story with us. Send your emails to therantingweightwatcher at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time here and you enjoyed the show, please like, share, comment, and subscribe. We are proud to announce that the Ranting Weight Watcher has been rated number 6 in Feedspot.com's Top 10 Weight Watchers Podcasts. Click the link in the show's description if you wish to see the full list. If the podcast app you are listening with allows you to rate the show, please leave a 4-star or 5-star rating, whatever is in your heart to leave. Any rating is greatly appreciated. And now, without further delay, here is the star of the show, Donato Russo. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. So on the first half of the show, we talked about my new toy. I'm excited. Definitely going to get much more familiar with it. And now we'll, maybe what I'll do is I'll make a video at some point just to show you guys how, how it works and everything like that. And you can go from there if you, if you'd like, if you're interested and we'll go from there. But I want to get a little uh, vulnerable here (laughs) for the second half of the show. So on Saturday, or tomorrow, as you listen to this, it's going to be tomorrow. My daughter's communion is set up. So my family comes in the Wednesday before. I'm recording this for you guys on Monday. So on Wednesday, my mother, my cousin, uh, my in-laws... They're all coming in town for the communion. Now, I haven't seen my cousin in years. I haven't seen my mother in years. So it's going to be definitely an emotional experience, you know, seeing everybody and the last time they saw me, how big I was and how it is now. And I am excited about that part of it. No problem. I can't say that I don't have some anxiety though. I do have some anxiety. Right now, I don't have the suit yet. The suit hasn't come in. They said to me, this is normal. They know the date that my my event is on. And they said, usually on the Monday before the event, they receive the manifest and they know which day of the week my suit will arrive, which I have to go and just do a final measurement. And if they have to make any adjustments, they can do it and have it ready for the day of the event. But I, I am, anxiety is up, right? Because I'm all about, I, I mean, the last thing I want to happen right now 
is something goes wrong with that suit. And then I look like some fool for my daughter's communion, you know? And I'll just, I'll just be extremely aggravated if that happens. The, the other thing with, with family visiting, I mean, I love the fact that family's visiting, don't get me wrong. When they, they are coming here and they are going to feel like they're, they're on vacation. So with that becomes, oh, let's go out to eat. Let's do this. Let's do that. And granted, they're only here for a few days and then they're going to go home. I only eat out two meals a week, right? So because of I'm so strict on plan, I only allow myself to eat out two meals a week, not two days a week, two meals a week. And so we're talking about Saturday night dinner, I eat out, and sometimes Sunday night dinner, I eat out. Not every Sunday, but sometimes. And Saturday is definitely going to be an eat out day because it's the day of the communion. So we'll be at the restaurant after that. And so that's like a middle of the day thing, which means it's going to be like this big meal in the middle of the day. And of course, it's going to end, I don't know, three, four o'clock, right? You'll be done eating at three, four o'clock, this enormous meal. So what happens around six thirty, seven o'clock? You, are you going to tell me that you wouldn't be hungry four, five, four hours later? You're not going to be hungry for something, you know? And so part of me is, has a little anxiety about that too. But, I mean, I'll put in my work. I'll do what I've always done. I'll get my fit points and I'll use the necessary fit points to get through the day. And the same thing with Sunday if we end up going out with family for dinner on Sunday. We'll get that done too. And so the real challenge is going to be what happens Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. <laughs> and all I, in my mind, all I'm thinking is all I want to do is maintain routine at all costs. Maintain routine. Now, what I'm going to do, because I have Wednesday, Thursday, Friday off, what I plan to do is I will be walking on those days and it'll t- I'm going to treat those days very much like a weekend. I'm going to make them my longer walks because on the weekends I go like five, six miles in a walk. And on the weekdays, it's more like four, four miles walk. So I will definitely, you know, because I'm off, I will treat it as if it's a Saturday or a Sunday and go for the longer walks to get some extra fit points built up for this time. And if we end up going out to dinner, I'll do the best I can to choose something that is as clean as possible. Wait, either way, even choosing grilled chicken, right? The chef in the, in the restaurant, how much salt did he put on this grilled chicken, right, before he threw it on the grill? You know, these are the things that go through my head. That what what... what it's not going to be prepared the way I would prepare or my wife would prepare it. We know what went on the chicken, right? We don't know if a chef makes it. We think we're ordering something healthy, but maybe all of the stuff he does to it before he puts it out on the plate makes it not as healthy as you think it is, you know? I mean, how unhealthy could you make grilled chicken? I get it. I get it. I get it. 
I can't say that these things aren't going through my mind, though. Okay? But I'm going to do the best I can. I don't know how else to do it. I don't know how else to handle this except to do the best I can. I am certainly not going to purposely enjoy myself every day of the week that they're here. No way is that happening. No way. And if people have to wait for me to go for my walk so we can do stuff, they're going to have to wait for me. Because I cannot break that routine. It's got to remain in place for the entire time everybody's here. And if I even have to wake up at 5 in the morning to make sure that happens, then I'll have to wake up at 5 in the morning and go from there. I mean, I wake up at 5 in the morning Monday through Friday anyway because I get up for work. So if I get up at 5 in the morning on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and instead of uh, getting ready and get dressed and get, get ready for the day, I get my clothes on and go for a walk, what's the difference? At least the work got done. That's what I have to... I have to maintain routine at all costs. Nothing's going to deter me from that. That's my plan. I'll If we end up going to eat out... Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, I'll have to deal with it. It's simple as that. So I just have one thing left that I want to say. I am sure that I am not the only guy on this planet that has an event this weekend and has a little bit of anxiety as to how it's going to go in regard to the journey. And you know, in in reality, it's not so much the event itself that's giving me the anxiety. It's the days before and the days after that are giving me the anxiety. Because the morning of the event, that's weigh-in day. But there's three days before that, that family comes in and they're going to want to go out to eat and have fun together. But you know what? I think I just have to stick to what my plan is. Stay on routine and stay on plan at all costs. If they go out to eat, go with them and make the right choices as good as possible. We're certainly not going to let go of the steering wheel and just hope for the best. We got to keep our mind right. We got to keep everything straight and narrow as as much as possible. Just because everybody else is having a good time eating what they want to eat doesn't give you the excuse or me the excuse to do whatever we want we got to keep our head on straight we got to do the right thing why do we need food to have fun with family these people are your family and you love them whether the cupboard is empty or whether the cupboard is full whether the fridge is empty or whether the fridge is full it does not matter if food is involved because you love them irregardless of what food is on the table. So our problem is, is that we connected fun with food and that's our problem. It's not the food itself that's the problem. It's the fact that we look at it and we see food as a source of enjoyment and we cannot do that. Maybe there's some people out there that can and they can pig out and they can do whatever they want and the scale doesn't go anywhere. But that's not us, because if it wasn't you, you wouldn't be listening to me. 
okay? And I know it's not me. So the plan is stay on plan at all costs. Stay on routine at all costs. Because I don't have any license to go off course just because family's coming into town. And neither do you. We got to stay accountable. We got to do the right thing. If we do all of these things the way I talked about today, we will be successful. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.